This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest. I need to ask for your help, but first, I want to thank you for listening to StarQuest and supporting our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture. We've added nine new shows since 2019, including, most recently, The Secrets of Middle-Earth, just in time for the new Amazon streaming series. And we have plans to add even more, but the network needs additional resources. We need to bring on more audio editors, video editors, and production equipment, including video equipment for Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World and new shows we have in the planning stages. If you value this show and the other great shows on StarQuest, we need to hear from you now. If you're not yet one of our monthly patrons, please become one. And if you're already a patron, please consider increasing your monthly donation. There are many special patron benefits we'd like to give you, and you can learn more about them by going to sqpn.com give and clicking become a patron. Your support at this time is crucial, so please go to sqpn.com give Today, that's sqpn.com slash give. General West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Barazzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where I talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today, we are discussing the fourth episode of Season 5, Divide and Conquer. You want to give us a rundown of this episode, Victor? Indeed, I do. There's trouble on Vorash as negotiations for the upcoming treaty between the Tok'ra and the Tauri erupt in violence when Major Graham, a member of the SGC, pulls out a hand laser and starts shooting up the place before blowing himself up. The Tok'ra Freya slash Anise believes that Major Graham may have been a Zaytark, someone programmed by the ghoul to erupt in violence whenever a certain trigger event occurs. The bad news is that anyone can be a Zaytark, as the Gould only need a few minutes alone with someone to program them. Fortunately, Freya has developed a Zaytark detector, which she and Tok'ra fan favorite Martuf bring back to the SGC. The detector probes its subject's mind for any memories that may be out of sequence, suggesting that they may have been programmed by the Gould. Freya is able to find one Zaytark, Lieutenant Aster, but when Freya flips the device over to remove Zaytark programming slash lobotomize Aster mode, Aster erupts in violence and shoots herself. That's pretty bad, but things get even worse for everyone, except Lieutenant Aster, of course, when Jack and Sam have their minds probed and the device detects that they are both Zaytarks too. This doesn't seem to bother Freya too much, though, and she makes a clumsy pass at Jack, which Jack clumsily rebuffs. As the hours tick down before the U.S. president meets with the leader of the Tok'ra and the assumed Zaytarks are triggered, Sam and Jack realize that they are not Zaytark. The machine just thought they were because they have unspoken feelings for each other. It turns out, though, that Tok'ra fan favorite Martuf is a Zaytark, and as the president, who turns out just to be a body double of the president anyway, so why did they even bother, enters the gate room, Martuf erupts into violence and is shot in the chest a dozen times with bullets, and then Sam finally doubles at him and he dies. And uh, there are no more Zaytarks, the end. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. Or as I like to call it, uh, the Tok'ra are actually evil part three. 
I mean, they they built the Zaytark detector. Yeah, I mean this this is less evil, not not quite so evil. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Zaytark detector, I did want to uh, let everyone know that if they want to learn more about how lie detectors actually work, they can go listen to the Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World episode number one thirty, <laughs> where they talk all about how lie detectors work, or more accurately, how they don't work. Yeah, and they don't all look like something you'd find in the uh, VIP room at a Planet Fitness either. <laughs> I was thinking of the uh, the replicant test from Blade Runner. Oh yeah, yeah. it's very similar. It's got the whole eye scanning thing. But it's got that purple blobby feel that if you have ever used the machine weight machines at Planet Fitness, you'll. <laughs> As you can tell from my physique, I definitely go to the gym. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Well, of of the three uh, Toker episodes, this is probably the best, but even that's kind of stretching it. Uh, it's clear that they were meant to be, you know, three episodes, you know, like a three-parter. But it, yeah, it, I don't know. I guess the best part is we get the scene of Freya hitting on Jack. I, I don't know. And, you know, the, the look of the, uh, the airman that's standing guard, like, you didn't take her up on that? You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's just, and of course that goes nowhere. So, yep. What about you, Lisa? You know, y'all, y'all know what I'm going to say that this is a this is a quintessential Sam Jack ship episode, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't start the ship, but it verified the ship. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't end it either. Nope. It keeps keeps waffling on for a little while longer. Um, I, you know, there's so many things that I love about this episode, and there are so many things I'm like, nah. So it's really just about certain storylines. The whole Zaytark thing, I could do without. I really am tired of Freya or Anise. I know Anise wasn't technically in this one. It was only Freya, but I was kind of happy we don't see her them again. Um, but but no, I mean, for all the, the, the looks and the, the unspoken, now they're spoken feelings and, um, and then Jack Daniel little moments. Uh, I, you know, I've seen this episode a whole lot of times, so (laughs) (laughs) I just skip over the Martuf dying thing because my, my girls, when they were younger, um, when they were teens and younger, they, they, they had a thing for Martuf. So this was, they they walked in when I was watching it and they're like, oh, this is the one where he dies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, oh, darn it. That yeah. Guy yeah, that guy. <laughs> I always thought he was cringy, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Victor? Yeah, I mean, this is the conclusion of, like, the three-episode. Calling it a story arc would be too generous. Maybe it's, like, a story ray or, like, a story vector or something. It just kind of goes. and <laughs> A story plane. <laughs> a story plane. Yeah, you need three points to define a plane, and this is as plain as it comes um, oh. in terms of Stargate. <laughs> yeah. Set that one no, up for I mean, you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do get to see over these three episodes, like the progression of uh, Freya slash Anissa's like wardrobe, you know, where <laughs> it gets more and more awful. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Um, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. And then, and then Martoup, who is like, he's like one of our like beloved characters or something. And then he's just like, I know they wanted to set it up as like this usual suspects you know like big twist at the end or something but it's just like oh i, I guess it's martuf and I, I guess he's just been shot and then 
I don't know. Maybe there's something poetic about Sam having to like kill her ex-husband or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it just it, they don't really come back to it. Like there's no like six months of like, Sam being like, I can't believe I killed that guy or something. So I don't know. Does it ever come up? Like, I don't think the Zaytarks ever come up. Maybe they do uh-uh. like later on. I don't remember. Really they're mentioned. No, once. but we do run into Lantash yeah. again. Martuv's host. I mean, Martuv's symbiote. We run into him in, uh, what, season five? Oh, really? Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. So he, he makes a little reappearance. You're like, dude, don't be such a Zaytark. <laughs> yeah, that's, like the, that's like the mention we get. Yeah, this this whole uh, this episode, and especially just these past three episodes, have just felt very. They've been a slog. Like you just got to get through them. There's not really a mm-hmm. lot going on, and it almost feels like they recycled the same story three times. The Tokra come and take advantage of the SGC, and bad stuff happens, and then it gets solved, and some people are compromised, and some people are not, and then it's just done. <laughs> I just don't understand why they put. We don't usually have um, like Tokra, three heavy Tokra episodes in a row like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had we, yeah. we skipped last time. Last week was um, uh, Jaffa, but but it's just odd to me that we haven't seen the Gould much at all this season. But we've gotten you know we got started with replicators and then we went real heavy on the Tokra, and that it's just I don't know. It feels we haven't done Planet of the Week yet this season. Mm-hmm. Right. So that feels a little weird. Oh yeah, the one. But yeah, I mean, is, they front loaded the Tokra. They could have spaced that out like every six episodes, give us another Tokra episode or something. But I, don't I think know. it feels weird because it was smushed together. Yeah, it just feels very much the same. Like you're not getting any adventures really. And I, I, I don't know if they were trying to make Freya an interesting or likable character, but she's just <laughs> the worst. And I'm very yeah. glad we do not see her again. <laughs> she's just very like monotone. Mm-hmm. Even when she's, you know, coming on a jack, you're like, that really, like, there's no, I don't know, up and down in her voice. It's just very. She just raided Jennifer Lopez's wardrobe and then started hitting on Jack, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the part where I kiss you now or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, okay. And it says a lot that he's so uncomfortable. He's all like, yeah. what? <laughs> well, I don't know if they had to do that to show that he might have feelings for Sam or something, and they kind of just wedged that in there. And she's like, I sense that you are not fully committed to whatever this is that is happening right now. Like, He's like, ah, that's weird. Yeah, usually I would be, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Zaytark. <laughs> well, I, I, liked, yeah, I like Daniel when, when Jack told her, yeah, the, the snake likes you for your brains. And he's like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got what? a chance. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird love quadrangle. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, so do the actual gold, do they have gender or can you, is it kind of like the trill in Star Trek where they could be swapped either way? I don't they, know if they've ever mentioned that. I think they did with the Selmac, uh, Jacob Carter thing. Didn't yeah. they say that they usually stay in the same gender, but yeah. it, they don't have a gender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Apophis okay. keeps referring to Amonet as his, as his queen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that the Gould, I think maybe they assume gender. I don't know that they're gendered necessarily themselves, but I think that, you know, as part of, they, they kind of like wear their gender, like clothing, you know, cause they're, you know, they're, they're in a human host or something. Right. And maybe they prefer certain gendered human hosts and, and maybe know. maybe the ones who are specifically queens um oh yeah 
are mm-hmm. the, the ones, the only ones with the actual gender. True. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like Hathor. Yep. Or Blobby or whatever her name is that we meet later. Osiris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so the whole Z- Zaytark is basically, it's a Manchurian candidate designed yep. by the gold. Mm-hmm. And you think that something like that would have come up a lot sooner, especially or because again. they don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it just seems like they, they bring it up and it's kind of dropped. So I think that's another thing that kind of turned me off by this episode was that they raise a lot of important things like that, and then it's not going to go anywhere, and it hasn't come up before. Right. Especially because the Tokra don't seem to have an effective way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if this was an attempt to make – I think, Jack, you'd mentioned that the ghoul just seems to be kind of a – not an effective villain mm-hmm. and you know like the replicators are so much bigger badder and scarier and i wondered if this was kind of a way to be like oh yeah they can still do things you know like they can brainwash us and make people you know right yeah and in a way that, you kill. know point out they haven't been dealing with the gold at all this season and so we have to at least say yeah they're still out there don't forget the big bad guys over here you know they're still <laughs> out there <laughs> And and the ironic thing is that, like, the Zaytarks are way more violent and destructive than the Gould right. ever could be. I mean, this is, like, a very violent, like, not bloody. Be- well, I mean, there is blood in it, which is unusual oh, yeah. for Stargate. But, mm-hmm. I mean, in the very first episode, like, Major Graham, like, blasts holes through, like, four guys, then blows himself up to the point where, like, you know, rocks are coming down from the top of the cavern. So there's, like, Graham crumbs everywhere. And... um <laughs> What would crack me up about that is like later on, Dr. Frazier's like, well, you know, we examined and we couldn't find like any mental imprinting on his like brainwave functions or anything. Like, what brain yeah. were you studying at that point? I mean, <laughs> the brain they scraped off the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then later on, Lieutenant Astor, which um, first of all, you know, female character, young and stuff. And then, you know, she's suspected of being a Zaytark. And then she winds up like like blowing her brains out with a handgun and stuff. And you're like, mm-hmm. This is Stargate. Like this tonally seems very, very different. And then at the end, of course, Martouf gets like, you know, Al Capone at the end with like riddled with yeah. bullets and <laughs> and then like so it's just it just I'm just like, what what is going on? Hmm. Yeah, I I don't understand. They do this both with um Graham at the beginning and then with the Asher Asher, uh the other Aster, um, yep. Aster, yeah where like they're standing there and they're like very slowly putting the weapon up to their head and everyone's just kind of standing there watching them. It's like, are you not like when Aster shoots herself, Jack is just watching. It's like, are you not going to try to stop her? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see where she's going with this. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll allow it. Well, yeah. at least with Martuf, he shot her, he shot him what in the knee or something first. Yeah. You know, just like center mass, like blam, blam, blam. <laughs> Yeah, it was <laughs> ineffective. Uh, and I do like, so later on they talk about how, I know this is skipping ahead, but they talk about how they've checked everyone who would be a threat with their uh, detector, except for Martouf. I'm like, oh, we forgot to do him. And Freya. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, but she didn't yeah. need to be checked. Yeah. She's good. Sounds like something that Zaytark would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm starting to think that like maybe um like I have a theory is Tokra for there is an ancient Jaffa legend yes. like whenever they need to yeah. it's like I have a theory yeah. that we can do that it's a Zaytark you know it's like oh there's a, there's a Jaffa legend of a planet where that if any Jaffa visits it and 
doesn't walk backwards to the Stargate, they'll immediately be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, do remember when I saw it originally, I was surprised that it was Martouf. Mm. Yeah. So that was kind of a, yeah. we hadn't seen him in a while. And I don't remember if I was upset that he was, I mean, you know, upset for Sam, of course, but like, I don't remember as a character if I really missed him. But it was a, you know, because he was kind of beloved. So at least by my girls. Really? My girls. Yeah. <laughs> he was, I, yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was so like, eh, oh, that, that they guy. They call him a fan favorite, but I don't, I don't know. Hmm. We didn't uh, have the internet. I'll take people's like word for it that, it was a fa- that he was a favorite. <laughs> like, there was no, I was just like, oh, he's gone. Okay. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. They don't even really make it clear at the end when he gets shot that he's actually dead dead mm-hmm. until they explicitly say it mm-hmm. yeah because he gets double zapped but it was each yeah. you know tilk took one shot and sam took the second mm-hmm. and there was a long time between them yep it would have been funny like if nareem came through the stargate you know the tolan at that point said like <laughs> oh my god sam what have you done and then sam just like turns towards him and like doubles at him too like I don't know. Put us out of that. Just would have been like totally like where this episode was for me. But I have to. So they named this 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 first guy that was the Zaytark. They named him Graham, right? Yeah. Well, last time we had a Graham, it was oh, that's right. The other guy who was all like, oh, Sam Carter, remember? Mm-hmm. And I had to go back and look it up. Graham was his first name, and mm. this guy Graham was his last name. So it's not the same guy. Graham. Not the same guy. But why would you I was do say, that? Was this the episode of killing off all Sam's potential right. romantic partners? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's just so blah, I guess would be the way I would describe this episode. It's, I mean, it's nice that you, you finally see Jack and Sam admitting their feelings mm-hmm. in a very awkward way, uh, which yeah. I appreciated. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't really know. It's not, it's not even hard to like plot this out and like a, like a three act plot structure for a show. It's just like, and then this happens and then this happens, but there's no real urgency it really to the story. Didn't have a multiple plot structure. It was pretty <laughs> straightforward. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did like, uh, you know, when Jackson are going to testing and Tilks right there and he goes, Kashink activates the, the Zat and Jack's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. He's like, okay, if we need to, you're ready. <laughs> And we were like 15 or 20 minutes in the episode. I was like, where's Teal'c? And then all of a sudden, Teal'c's like, I'm here too. Yeah. And when they first start testing, like the Lieutenant Aster, he's like, oh, here I am. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, okay. Like, where were you on the planet? You know, like. But. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember him in this episode barely at all. Yeah. I remember him sitting next to Dr. Frazier, you know, mm-hmm. in the little booth. Because I know y'all probably didn't notice, but they have the same eyeshadow. Oh, jeez. Oh, that saves some money there. Yeah. They both were wearing the smoky eye. And I was like, oh. Maybe they were doing their makeup uh, in the bathroom together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say the yeah. first time I watched this one, I did have to, we got to the point where they're kind of reliving their moment, you know, with the feelings mm-hmm. and stuff. I remember thinking, did we see this? You know, in upgrades no, we didn't. two episodes yeah. ago. But I, rem- I remember mm-hmm. I had to, like, it really drove me crazy because this was before I had them on DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have no way to go back. I might have had it on my DVR or VHS or 
Yeah. I don't know what existed. <laughs> this is pre-DVR, I think. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> this might have been a VHS time. <laughs> yeah. The Xanark detector, I mean, they bill it up as like so inhumane. And mm. the most inhumane thing about it is that it shows clips from previous episodes. But then they show a clip of Daniel getting the Naquita, mm-hmm. which we didn't see before. Mm-mm. And like the Jaffa comes in and says, hey, you, what are you doing with our Naquita? And, and Daniel's just like, bing. And like, yeah. what's I thought we saw like, that, flies. though. I thought we did see that part. No, we, no, saw, him we the... saw Daniel like trotting off after. Oh, him. that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Yeah. But I did think I liked that. So it wasn't just clips. They were new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, that in the age of you couldn't go back and watch it easily. It was hard because you're like, did I just miss this? Was I watching that episode? And I wonder, just looking at, because Martin Wood directed all three of these early Toker episodes, mm-hmm. and I wonder if they just filmed them in one big block, because you got that same, those same scenes, you, it's basically using all the same sets, so I wonder if they just filmed them all at once. Most likely. Well, and uh, Carter's hair is going to get cut in a couple of episodes, so you you know at least these were all filmed. You You can tell which episodes were filmed, the second kind of chunk and the first chunk, because of her... Her hair. Her locks are going to get cut off. So Star Trek's got Riker's beard. Stargate has Sam's hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and in Teal'c's little soul patch thing. I forget when that disappears, but it's coming up soon, too. (laughs) I think in episode 10, they all get haircuts. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I got to say, I don't think her hair is military regulation at this point. Yeah, it drives me crazy. I want to brush it. Yeah, it's going for the natural look. You know, she just woke up and looks that way right out of bed. You know, just shakes her head and good to go. You know, <laughs> that's what I do every day. So, yeah, <laughs> I do when I have my hair cut, which I need to do again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... I'm very glad that we're moving past this. I'm glad we don't see a, a niece and Freya anymore because mm-hmm. I wonder, so I don't know like how, like how these are like when they do like tests for these kind of things, like with test audiences and stuff. But I wonder if they had some indication that this character wasn't working out. Cause it seems odd to introduce like her interest in Jack and all that and have her be so heavily featured and then just never show up again. Yeah. Stargate fans were were very vocal about what was happening with their characters and stuff. <laughs> so I definitely think that they would have had some some indication whether or not it was early enough that they had planned to bring her back in the fourth season or not. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird in this episode, too, that like we've been talking to a niece for two episodes and now we don't, I think, hear a niece at all. It's mm-hmm. all Freya no. all the time. And I don't know. And same with Martuf as well. We don't hear any of the Tok'ra Gould, we only hear the hosts, I think, in this episode, yep. which is like completely different from the pre- only, So maybe they're like, dial back the like snake. We got to let them hear the hear the host here. Otherwise, they're gonna, we're going to lose them. The only gold we hear is, or the only Tokra we hear is the uh, high chancellor or whatever his title was. Mm-hmm. The big guy. He was speaking in the. Persis. Pers- he was speaking Definitely. in the, the gold voice. Yeah. 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 The, the, <laughs> the most important Tokra there is, Persis, and we never see him again. Yeah. Yep. And we've never heard of him before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my favorite part of the episode was those, the dudes who came through at the beginning, they have like the kilts on with the knee high, like sock boot things, but they're clearly, <laughs> they're wearing shorts. It looks like. Yeah. 
I guess I missed that. Just a bad that. look. <laughs> Don't know what they were going through, going for with the uh, the Tokra wardrobe design, but it's a. Uh, that's a question every time the Tokra shows up. Mm-hmm. That's every time the Tokra shows up, we kind of wonder what they're going with. <laughs> yeah, this was a. Uh, I, I read an interview and it said that they just they they it wasn't anything to do with the actress why we don't see Anise Freya anymore. It really was them struggling to find a real meaningful purpose for her. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wondered if that was code for didn't go over well. Yeah. 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 I mean, the purpose was that outfit she was wearing this episode. But, yeah. I mean, I think that was her purpose was like well, we said yeah. to try to up that's, that's, the uh, sex appeal of the show yeah. without yeah. making Carter wear stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the things I've liked about Stargate is that they haven't really done that much. Mm-hmm. They've yeah, done some, not, not very. Like, there's a little bit, but it's not like with Voyager where you have Seven of Nine wearing her ridiculous outfit, and it's like, how this is borderline. Like, how did they even get this on TV? Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that Stargate really hasn't done a lot of that. No, just every once in a while with the priestesses or the Hathor, you know, some of mm-hmm. the. I think we're gonna have Neartine a little bit. They just. Yeah, they get a good-looking, you know, guest star that they can show off and see him for an episode two, and that's it. Okay, we're yeah. good. And I'm I'm glad that now we're past emancipation. We don't make Carter dress up anymore. Yeah. And they never actually show them uh, doing the Loma Chen. <laughs> <laughs> You're that's waiting, it. aren't you? Yes. Oh, yes. Always <laughs> waiting for the Loma Chen. Need to... uh Need, we need to bring back some of those uh, those covers. You could do a feel like Loma Chin instead of feel like Loma Chin. There we go. Yep. The German title for this one was different. Oh yes, not very original. No, it was called Summit. 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 <laughs> the summit of this. Story, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they were having a summit. Yeah, I was gonna say if this if this is the summit yeah. of the story, that means it jumped off a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> I think they mean the opposite of a summit. Yeah, <laughs> there there are some nice moments in this though. Um, when uh, Lisa, you mentioned when when uh, uh, Jack and and uh, Daniel are are bonding, and <laughs> when when Jack basically is, you know basically death row there and and he's just playing with the yo-yo fiddling about they're talking about freya and stuff and and daniel goes like yep these are the jack o'neill mo- moments i'll miss the most and jack yeah. goes what and daniel goes what yeah that was good i like that total guy moment you know? yeah you almost yeah. wonder how much of that is kind of ad-libbed between them because how do you how do you script that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah they have really good chemistry and i like like even in these bad episodes, you still get good little moments like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we do have a uh, Jack and Sam are presumed to be uh, Zaytarks because they took that eye scanny uh, Blade Runner test, uh, and yeah. so it, it basically like it can detect your false thoughts only if you exactly recount a story. Which to me is like, first of all, that's like not how memory actually works. Like. When yeah. you tell a story multiple times, you're going to tell it in different orders just because yeah. that's how your brain mm-hmm. recall works. So that but you're you're retelling the last time you retold it. Basically, you're not retelling yeah. the original memory is what they say. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So that doesn't really make any sense. And also 
the the whole twist that this hinges upon is because if they hold something back, that would like indicate that they had a false memory, which that doesn't make any sense either. And the Mm-mm. the thing they're holding back is that they Jack did not want to let her die, and he had feelings for her, and vice versa. And the, just that whole it, yeah. it's meant to set up like a plot twist at the end that doesn't really hold up because it's like once once they figure it out, it's done, and then they know it's Martuf and. There was no tension there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this never leaves this room. Yeah, I like you. I'm like, did yeah. you swear Tilk and Janet to secrecy yeah. there? <laughs> like yeah. the other guy. And yeah. then you notice Freya is standing there, right? After yeah. she just, yeah, <laughs> you know, and she's and she's totally Maury Povich too. She's like, congratulations, you are not the Zaytark. Yeah, like she literally yeah. says, you are not the Zaytark at the end. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like thanks, Maury. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you think they would have had her be like, oh, darn, that's what it was. Like, <laughs> that's why yeah. he didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Loma Chen for Freya tonight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think the buildup of how they, um, they're Zaytarks, and then now what? Like, we just have to live our lives in a holding cell or you know guest quarters or whatever they call it and you think about that like what would you do and what are your choices you know yeah like it's 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 kind of crazy to think about if you were if you were that what what risk do you take and what path do you take and of course then jack's like i'll sacrifice myself which is in line with his character Mm -hmm. right that part was nice. It's like I'll I'll get I'll submit to the lobotomy machine that turns your head into a skull yeah. because it might save mm-hmm. Carter. Mm-hmm. And they, they they did say I mean that it was going to be like two days because after the summit was over, if the if the uh, Zaytark didn't fulfill his or her mission, then they kill themselves anyways. So, <laughs> but they don't ever explain like so. What if you just put them under restraints? Like, does it wear off or do you just like go insane? Like they don't follow through on what happens if the Zaytark's yeah. mission passes and they don't mm-hmm. aren't able to kill themselves. But do you think they also kind of got super strength because if you, uh, Lieutenant Astor, I think she was a Lieutenant, you know, yeah. she breaks out of her restraints and starts knocking people about the strong. room. And yeah, the show should have been about her. It'd have been called Stargate Astor. <laughs> no, but <laughs> you were smitten, no, it's huh? like, and anybody could be a Zaytark now, right? So if you're like off world and you're like, excuse me, I have to use the bathroom in those trees over there. And you come back like three minutes later, they're like, Zaytark, Zaytark, you're a Zaytark. I didn't see you for three minutes. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that would have been a more interesting direction to go with this kind of play into the whole paranoia that you would get from this mm-hmm. kind of situation. Yeah. And they don't do anything with that. Mm-mm. The monsters are out on Zaytark Street or whatever that uh, Twilight Zone <laughs> episode was. Yeah, exactly. But you think about how many, again, we could add up how many times SG-1 or the SGC or SG teams have been compromised now by mm-hmm. aliens, viruses, things. I mean, whatever, right? How many times are they? I mean, they're just constantly bringing stuff back through the gate. Yeah. Well, and, and you know. We we talked about that earlier. It's like, or, you know, a couple of seasons ago, how many different things did they have to do every time they go, they yeah. come back through the gate? They had to play this particular tone because it drove that alien crazy and they had to use the invisible Ritu gun and, you know, all these other things. And it's just like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, get blood screen and make sure they don't have, you know, this certain antibody or this certain, you know, it's like. Okay, so what are they actually doing? Does it take like three hours after they leave the gate before they can, you know, leave uh, sick bay? 
And then would they would ever, so, yeah. every time someone came through the gate, you would think they'd have to shut down the whole mountain. Yeah. yeah. Right? To make, you know, everyone turn on the self-destruct, shut down the mountain, like check everybody out. Okay, we're in the clear. <laughs> yeah. Lock lock yeah. the uh, lock the path only between the Stargate and, and sick bay, and that's it. That's the only way you can go. Nowhere yeah. else. But we do see General Hammond in this episode, like finally like showing that he's had enough of it. Like, you know, in the previous episode, he's like, I'll let you wear these armbands if they're safe. You know, we kind of need it. Okay, mm-hmm. put you on. And by this episode, he's like, oh, they want to meet with the president. Huh? I'll, I'll get him the president. And it's just like a body double. He's like, I'm not bringing the real president down here. You think I'm crazy? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's this Tokra down here. <laughs> I also like the mini little hand weapon that uh, they all seem to have. Where did Graham get his? Because you don't want to know. Well, and Martouf <laughs> yeah. didn't realize, like, oh, Graham had this thing. And like, oh, look, I have one. Where yeah. did I get that? How did I end up with one? Yeah, what a shock. <laughs> I just happen to have one sitting in my pocket here. Huh? Where'd that come from? They also. I those are my keys. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't. They didn't do anything with, like, so I understand, like, the gold placing the false memories in someone who is just a human. But if you're all, if you're a Tokra, that means you also have the gold consciousness. Oh. Like, could yeah. they not assume control at that point? That, that part like, made no sense. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's two brains. A Tokra has two brains. So you'd have to imprint on both brains and both brains have different sets of memories. So basically the two brains would say, well, your memories look different than the last time I accessed them. Right. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not not a not a well thought out yeah. plot device. No, yeah. but then Freya's like, "Oh, we've had a few of these Atark people go crazy and kill everybody. It's fine. It's we it just men- happens. We didn't mention that to you. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. At this point, they just need to stop working with the Toker altogether. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's Jacob Carter. But even him, I almost feel like he's being held hostage at this point. Like, is he okay with all this stuff? I'm trying to remember when we see him again. It's 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 a while. It's a yeah. while. We we know he's okay because because Anise said that he's okay with it, and that it's we can take her did. word for it. Yeah. And that's another thing that I kind of feel like should be explored more. And I don't know if they, I presume they probably do this at least in some capacity. Is the whole the connection between the host and the gold symbiont and how it's not like, um, like the trill in star Trek where it's kind of like a melding of personalities. This is, it's like a binary thing. It's like either the host is in control or the gold is in control. Mm -hmm. And I feel like psychologically as a human, that would be extremely disturbing and weird. And I don't feel like there were, I don't see how a host could go through that and really not be a little bit insane and so maybe that explains the topra's <laughs> attitudes too yeah i don't know on the other hand if i knew that like on tuesdays for example i didn't have to think about like anything or what i was doing i just had to kind of just like chill out for the entire day and like this other guy would just take control and like feed me and do all this other stuff i think that'd be pretty cool like if he if he knew like what days and stuff yeah like oh Tuesdays Tuesdays are my day off as as being like a human being I can just like relax and just like cruise it's just like I'm just watching a movie all day 
oh, hey, you know, this benevolent being is going to take control of my body and, you know, go to the meeting that that I really don't want to go to. So, yeah, I'm going to be there, but I can be sitting there sitting thinking about video games and Stargate and this benevolent being can, you know, slaughter everyone with their arguments, you know, and and argue so much better than I can. Hey, that sounds like great yeah. to me. I mean, that sounds like a great plan. Well, as, long as, as long as they remember to feed me, I mean. Yeah, as long as they don't starve. Of course, <laughs> yeah. they don't want to starve, yeah. so. <laughs> I'm I'm a control freak. It would not work for me. Yeah, yeah. it would be terrifying. I would hate that. <laughs> just want a day off. Like, too much to ask. Like, you still be tired because your body would still be working. You know, so I mean, it's not like you'd be you know laying in a recliner somewhere all day while you know this other being is off working. So, I guess the pro side would be that as you age, you know, when we start feeling bad, I'm just speaking for myself here. You, you know, it, we wouldn't have that anymore because the symbiote would make you have all kinds of awesome youthfulness and that's true that yep. might be a that might be a trade-off <laughs> like if i don't load the uh string into the weed whacker the right way and it, like cuts up my legs like hey take care of it heal me up yep <laughs> <laughs> or you just let the gold do the artwork yeah there you go yeah there you- <laughs> that's true yeah it's <laughs> like now could you do yeah, like half control like you know one one arm is doing the weed whack, the other arm's got the beer. You know? <laughs> a lot of unexplored potential for a slapstick comedy. You get someone who's half on, half off all the time. Yeah. It's like the real odd couple. The the implant implantation of the of the symbiote didn't go completely. He only has control of half of the host's body. Yeah. And the Tokra, the Tokra's a neat freak, and the humans a slob, and they have to <laughs> figure out how they're going to live together. The guy walks in like with oh, a shirt, Felix, like, a, like a shirt, you know, over one shoulder, yeah. over one arm. <laughs> the other side just hanging there, you know, like he's half shaved on, like down the side, hey, arguing y'all, with himself. Y'all are giving ideas for the yeah. Stargate franchise, <laughs> right? right? right. Thing. Yeah. It sounds like. Hundred times better than the episode we just watched. So yes, yes. No. It's, it's, down for that. it's still a good episode. The core. Yeah. I'm Froyo the Tokra. We can get rid of Anise Freya, you know, like Graham and Martouf, and just just keep the whole, you know, Sam and Jack. Jack and Sam was the best part of the episode. That was the best part. That's the only reason to watch this episode. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the best I think the best part was just uh General Hammond being like, you know what, forget it. I'm just sending like a decoy to the <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Blow up the decoy, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that guy feels. He's like, I'm I'm cannon fodder. Yeah. He's probably Secret Service. This is what he does, right? Yeah, hey, I was gonna say if, if you believe, you know, some of the conspiracy theories that actually does happen that they have you know sometimes you'll think oh that's the president speaking up there no it's really not yeah my biggest uh <laughs> it's a body double to... well my biggest uh qualm to that would be and i might need to cut this just because it's too political if that's the truth then they're not doing a good job <laughs> that's <No>. true <laughs> that's true <laughs> their deep fakes aren't deep enough <laughs> <laughs> oh another thing on I like that note <laughs> yep I got a big kick out of is when, when the Tokra delegation comes through the Stargate, they have a table of light refreshments set up in the SGC because, you know, they have all their fancy curtains up. But there's actually someone over there, like, getting snacks off the table oh. as the Tokra de- delegation comes through the Stargate, which I thought was pretty. That was pretty as nice. it should be. Somebody, yeah, I thought it was yeah. catering. He didn't realize he was in the shot. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's actually like the dignitary. It's actually someone in dress uniform, like just eating. Yeah. Yeah. The person's listed in the credits as person getting snacks. Oh, was it really? No, no. No, no. Well, you know, if it's if it was somebody that was in military uniform, not just like a business suit or whatever, that's exactly how it would go. Oh, they're, they're here. Oh, who cares? Free food <laughs> <laughs> and not chow hall food. You know, Who's that? Open bar, yeah. some aliens, yeah. some aliens here to do a thing. Who knows? Okay. I do like how they have the the red carpet coming out of the Stargate. Yep, that was a nice touch. So season six. I'm trying to look ahead. When when do we get Doctor Weir? Six? Yeah, oh, end six. of season seven, before... right? Seven? Well, I think six uh, is when we see her the first time. Blonde Weir. The blonde Weir. Yep. Right. Blonde and Weir. Seven is where the Weir that goes on to Atlantis. Okay. So when it? Daniel Jackson meets the blonde Weir, whenever that is, he references, the... he, he tells her that we used your work to do our treaty in this episode. Hmm. Oh. So this was, that was the a... treaty she he was referring to in that episode with Blondweer. So yeah. so for, for Jack's con- confusion, they had two actresses play this character who went on to be the head yeah. of Stargate Atlantis, yeah. Elizabeth yeah. Weir. And it was uh, end of season seven. Seven. Okay. Um, but no, and I did like this too, is that, uh, you know, the Tokra have said like, we are going to have equality for humans and Tokra like, <laughs> and... And Daniel Jackson's like, no, the president wants to say, like, you know, we're going to have, you know, uh, freedom for all individuals. And the Toker, like, that's not precise enough. Yeah. yeah you but- know, so it's like it's kind of like that that meme of like someone like giving the, the Bill of Rights to the founding fathers and say, no, write it like a five year old could understand it. Right. You have to be very yeah. precise. But, but think about it. As soon as he said that, you knew they were going to object because freedom for all individuals. Well, there yep. are two people in one body, yeah. so they're mm-hmm. not individuals. You can't use that term to describe them. So the moment Daniel says that, I'm like, no. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> but they're like, we don't like to generalize. Yeah, I, I guess the biggest thing I can say about these Tokra, or the best thing I can say about these Tokra episodes is that it gives you a lot to think about in terms of like agency between the uh, Gould and the host, and I really wish they would dig more into the psychology of that. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's a lot of interesting things they could do there. Yeah, they they do kind of. I wouldn't say whitewash the Tokra, but they do kind of whitewash the Tokra. You know, a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh, there are there are allies. You know, they're they're pretty good good folks and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it the fact that like Freya and Martuf are only the hosts speaking this time, where whereas you know in previous episodes it was almost exclusively the Gould inside of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Or the Toker inside of them, you know, and they don't really explain why that is Mm-mm. unless they, you know, it's part of their charm offensive. Well, if you mm. think about it for the next however many seasons we have Tokra, Jack is very much always kind of, I don't trust him. I mean, anti-Tokra, I don't trust them, except for Jacob. You know, he kind of gives him yep, a little yeah. leeway. But for the rest, I mean, but he is very adamant about not trusting them from here on out, which I'm thinking he has good reason. Yeah. Yeah. And like we got that episode with uh, Skara wanting to be freed from being mm-hmm. a host. Mm-hmm. But I assume we don't ever see something like that where you have a Tokra host who wants to be free. And like if the Tokra <laughs> are supposedly good, nope. how nope. would they handle that situation? Nope. Because I'm sure that's got to come up at some point. Like you're going to, there's going to be someone who's like, no, I didn't 
know what I was signing up for. I went out of no, this. no, 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 Jack. They were willing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no, like that'd be souls. a Space Corps yeah. episode you'd want to see, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, that'd be a much more interesting uh, way to deal with that. It's like you have these people who are supposedly good, but when their interests are attacked, how do they handle it? Yeah. Mm. They do not give full disclosure. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, after uh, seeing how they've just treated humans in general, pretty sure we know how they'd handle it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, overall, just a pretty meh episode, at least in my mm-hmm. opinion. Did you have any other thoughts on it? I did kind of laugh at the, 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 the whoever does the, you know, the sit, the, the furniture and everything for the sets, they did it perfectly because that bed and that blanket looked identical to the one that we had at basic training. I mean, it's just <laughs> oh, like nice. they probably went and got the actual bed for all I know. No, it's, you know, the good old military issue metal, metal frame with the springs and the, the wool blanket that is very uncomfortable. It doesn't matter what the weather is or the temperature is like, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was, they did that right. You know, that definitely looked like something, you know, a military barracks type room so they i can give them credit for that for this episode <laughs> probably just went down to the military surplus store and exactly up right. all that kind of stuff we had a lot of that when i was in boy scouts we had all the, the super mm-hmm. itchy blankets and cots got that yeah. military equipment smell yeah. <laughs> yeah those blankets are great for if you if you need an emergency blanket in your car for some reason you know it's something to just keep mm-hmm. in the trunk those are great for that yeah I'm a fan of how they walk the walk the line with the whole ship thing. I know I'm going to talk about ship one more time, but I'm happy with it because they're very adamant about um, they're in the military and they can't, you know, yep. fraternize or whatever you call it. So, but but they it's like they they're giving little nuggets over here to these fans. They're giving little nuggets, you know. Then they then they kind of drop. Mike, they drop it for a little while. So I like it. I think it's great because it doesn't turn into a soap opera. It it you know it's not a Hallmark show. It but they really <laughs> focus on you know re- they focus on relationships, but they manage to do it without completely crossing a line into like mm-hmm. season eight when they're just like throw everything out with the you know they just chuck it all. But <laughs> at least at least for these middle seasons. So, oh, and we had SG fifteen. Oh yeah, first time. yeah. Isn't that the highest one we've seen so far? I think. Yes, I think so. Yep, definitely. Yeah, nothing, nothing for me unless you wanted to speculate about why Freya's underwear needed buckles. <laughs> it sounds like that's a good place to stop there, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I wasn't gonna mention that, but thank you for. Uh, <laughs> oh no, or... no problem. <laughs> I, I wonder. It's what did... I do. Did the wardrobe person? They maybe they were going for some award, right? Yeah, and maybe they won a Saturn award for the raspberry or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a uh, definitely knew that outfit was from the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe they were hoping to be like uh, the Princess Leia. What? I don't know. Metal, yeah. I don't well, know. I'm trying what? to think. What is that? Return of the Jedi. Remember? Like, yeah. Just iconic. Like this was going to be was... iconic. And it wasn't even vinyl. It was like her outfit was made out of like Naga hide or something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on? Just looked very uncomfortable. Yeah. Worst dressed Tokra. 
She is, but we don't see her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but we love you, Anise. Come on back anytime. No. No, we're good. Oh, Never no. come back, okay. please. Anise or Freya like or either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that note, uh, <laughs> we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Maria D., Jacob H., Laura C., Jody S., and Sonia C. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Stargate and all the other shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give, and be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. Please, uh, if you uh, remember to do this, please go and uh, leave us a review. Uh, give us a thumbs up there, because that really uh, helps out the channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow the show on or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. And be sure to join us over at our Discord at sqpn.com slash Discord. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, the fan-favorite Window of Opportunity. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. And do we or do we not have a Xanax detector? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure we do. Once again, I'm Jack Perazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? StarQuest wants to hear from you. We're conducting a survey of our audience. That's you, to help us in our planning for the future. Please take a moment and visit sqpn.com survey. We'll be selecting two participants to receive an Amazon gift card as an expression of our thanks. So visit sqpn.com survey today.